Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the walkthrough. I don't have the fancy uh, the fancy intro like Trey. Uh, speaking of Trey, he's taking a break from the show for, for one week, so I hope he listens to this. And uh, this show is in honor of Trey Collis. Uh, Trey got me into doing this show uh, because of his encouragement. That's why this show comes to you every week. Uh, so uh, I had the opportunity to uh, maybe do the show myself this week, but instead... Uh, Reached out to one of my good buddies, probably one of my uh, best friends of all time, uh, Mike Mick, who's calling in from uh, California, and uh, he's actually the commissioner of my fantasy football league. I think he's a at least three-time champion, maybe more than that. Uh, I think he's uh, I think he's thrown over 300 touchdown passes to me in two-hand touch career. Um, you know, I just uh, I love this guy to death. I'm glad he's on the show, and uh, welcome, Mike Mick. Uh, commissioner of the Mick Football League, and uh, welcome to the show, man. You want to tell want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, appreciate it, Jason. Uh, yeah, I listen to you and Trey. I think you guys do a great job. Uh, sometimes your top ten lists get me going a little bit, but I love it, man. You're really knowledgeable, and uh, I think you and Trey do great. Uh, no, thanks for having me. I've been on the I've been a friend of yours for I think we've been friends about thirty years. So time goes by fast. Uh, yeah, it's been a long ride, man. A lot of sporting events, a lot of fantasy football. Watched you win a couple titles, and you've been in it about, I want to say, maybe 12 to 15 years, and a lot of growing up, a lot of friends from, yeah, it's crazy, man. You're definitely one of my closest friends, and I appreciate you having me. And Yeah, I've been the commissioner of my league for the MFL, for Mick Football League, is the, we call it the MFL, but for about uh, 20, I think this is our 27th year. And I have won four times. However, two of those wins were, as you like to tease me, pre-AFL uh, <laughs> days. Like yeah, well, six teams, does six teams really count as a championship? You tell me. <laughs> well, there were eight. But, yeah, no, the, it was it was a lot more stacked teams uh, back in the day when you had Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith on the same team. But, uh, yeah, no, it's hard. You you are the only guy I can remember that has won a 14-man league, and the last time we did 14, and you're starting out pretty good this year. So, uh, yeah, you do a pretty good job. Yeah, well, well thanks, man. I appreciate uh, some of the encouragement there. So, uh, you know, um, definitely stinks. It's kind of weird that Trey's not sitting, uh, you know, in the room with me. And I got to be honest, I'm a little nervous about doing a phone interview. So you're the first uh, phone interview on the walkthrough. Uh, I don't have the right equipment, I'll be honest, to record. So uh, really hoping that nobody calls one of our phones during this uh, recording. Uh, really hoping that the power doesn't go out. There's a lot of things that could go wrong, but I hope it just it just works somehow. And uh, I think based on a couple of quick tests that we did, I think it sounds okay. So I'm 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 pretty stoked about how how it's how it's gonna sound. Um, almost like you might be sitting next to me here, which is kind of cool uh, for maybe future implications on who might be able to call in to the podcast. Um, but I want to take advantage, you know, since, uh, since Trey's not here, let's take advantage of talking to an actual commissioner because the dream, uh, when we started this podcast was to help people that were just starting out. So, uh, what I wanted to ask you is uh, if you had any advice to give a first time commissioner, uh, what would that be? You know, and you've done it for a long time. So what would you tell somebody just starting a league? Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. No, the, what I really think is important in being a commissioner is being two things, man. Accessible to everybody in the league and open 
to all everybody you have to be open and like understand where everyone is coming through and then just be open to listening to people's ideas you know you because everyone thinks differently in our league we have 14 guys and we I, I don't know what do you think jason we always have like steady like 11 or 12 right and it seems like we get one or two new bodies a year does that sound right yeah it's kind of hard to keep everybody around but a lot of the guys have been around for a long time and then somebody will leave for a couple and they'll come back so it's kind of the same maybe 16 or 18 that kind of flows yeah around. yeah I, I i'd agree with that we've definitely had a few and then we got our marquee guys so my league i'm very fortunate because i have you know it's a good amount of money we play for in our league and we have pretty honest guys that have been in it a long time and you know, this year i'm noticing it's a lot more difficult because there's just no one on the waiver wire with 14 14 leagues you had a couple guys you said to pick up last week i think you picked up dalton schultz and that was brilliant last week for you and your team um, well i've got some Cal more for for everybody later if they want to yeah stick they, around. they will I definitely, that's one of my favorite part of the show. I don't like to give them out early. You got to listen to the whole show to get the waiver wire. You can't just tune in right now and get it. You got to get it later. That's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I think the most important thing, bud, is being open, listen to different people's ideas, and not making rash decisions. You know what I mean? That's really the only advice I have. And try to be organized. Yeah, well, so. uh, I was thinking about, um, you know, some of the things that I, that I appreciate uh, about you as the commissioner. Um, and I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a good example here of, uh, of something you did that was real classy, uh, last year in a lot of leagues, um, uh, Drew Brees got hurt and Taysom uh -huh. Hill, who was actually playing tight end in DraftKings and in Yahoo. Um, I think in the other, uh, you know, ESPN and maybe FanDuel, he was only a quarterback, but in our league, cause we do a Yahoo league, you could play him as a tight end and we only have one quarterback position in our league. So right. instead of letting that become a problem, and I don't know what every other league did. I just know what you did. Um, you went in and picked him up. Now, I don't know if you used the commissioner tool or that was your waiver pickup. But that you was picked, my waiver pickup. So I you used your waiver pickup. on him. Classy move because instead of letting it become a problem, instead of letting somebody potentially start two quarterbacks, um, you know, for a couple of weeks there, you just picked him up, you put him on the bench, and it wasn't a big yeah. deal. Nobody could, nobody could do it. And I, I, uh, I also just think about, you know, uh, if I'm ever uh, texting you about something or all the other people or, or am witnessing one of those big group texts or Yahoo chats, um, how difficult, you know, being a commissioner must be because um, running a fantasy team is like a full-time job all on its own. And then to have all these other people whining and complaining and, 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 and you know, always, always getting at you at whatever hour of the day has got to be exhausting um, every once in a while and, and probably more so when your team isn't doing so well, but the league has to go on. So it's thankless. Uh, I hope you get something out of it. I mean, I'm sure you do, but you know, hey, you know what? It's friendships. It's friendships. I get out of it. I care about a lot of these people in the league, Jason, and obviously really close friends with your yourself and a bunch of other people. And I've got a couple family members. Obviously my dad's pretty, pretty sick right now um my dad's had some health issues so it's a little more difficult when real life happens to all of us sure. but um you know it's easy when you have the friendships and the people that are understanding and maybe a little way and a lot of these people i've known 15 20 25 30 years you know so it's it, it really isn't that difficult at this point i'd say starting out is more difficult say like if you had a guy ask you that's a like you said a brand new commissioner and that's why i said 
just be open. I mean, my job's this job being a commissioner is it's so easy and fun, dude. I get people around. It keeps me in touch with my good friends. There's so many cool things about it. Um, you know, every once in a while we'll have a disagreement on something and you just talk through it. And usually what I'll do is I'll go through the majority decision, whether it's on a rule, um, or like this year, for instance, in our league, I'm going to bring up something real quick. Uh, it basically was not making you drop a player in our league to pick one up. So Jason, if you were to go in and want to pick up four guys and even though the rules say 17 people per roster, right? But then you could go in and pick up four guys and it would let you up 21. So there's sometimes glitches in the system, but like last week, a couple guys I noticed had picked up more than their share and they had that full, more full of a team. They had like 19 guys or 18 and I'm like, hey, rosters are 17. Not one person complained. Everyone got their roster down to the size. And it, it's just one of those glitches with Yahoo, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Yahoo's what? Free to use. So we have to probably. Yeah, allow it. free. You, you got to remember, we're playing it for free. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, so uh, let me, let's, you know, you've been listening to the podcast. I think you're, you're a fan. You're one of the bigger uh, listeners, I'm sure. Uh, what, um, you know, if you, if you had some advice, now not being a commissioner, just being a fantasy football player um, for some newer people. You know what? What what advice would you give them? I mean, we've we've already kind of done the draft stuff, and and I'm not exactly talking about players to pick up this week. But what are just yeah. some general rules uh, that you follow uh, that have allowed you to be successful? Um, well, I think there's a few things. We, we you and I are both had a lot of success, and we do it in different ways. You know, I think our styles are very different, and I think that's a big thing. There's multiple ways you can be successful. Um, obviously you can be one of the people that pick up free agents a lot more than others. I'm not a huge free agent guy. And I actually don't think you are too. Um, we have another guy in our team that won last year and you know, he picks up them almost every week. So there's different styles. The big thing is health. I think, especially with as deep as our league is, you have to have your best players stay healthy. Like for instance, right now you have the best quarterback in the entire league or one of them with Kyler Murray and your team. And if he, you know, we're not even going to talk about the unthinkable, but health is massively important, especially with 14-man league like ours. You have to have everyone on your team healthy if you want to make a run at money just because it's no one out there on the bench. Like, look at our quarterbacks on our waiver wire right now. There's nothing out there. So yeah, health I think, is I think huge. Hinky is available. He's probably the best you could pick up right now. Um... Yeah, there's not much. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would be it would yeah, be so, tough to go quarterback fishing right now in any in any fourteen man league probably not just ours. Um, well, all right. So um, what uh, you know? I know you watch. I think you have the ticket still. I'm guessing I haven't been. Yeah, I watch. Some... I watch the mix every week, which is all the games. I have the guys. Probably about a handful of guys from our league come over in my little man cave, and we watch the mix on our big boy TV. And basically, if I'm, you know, a big Rams fan, so I'll have the volume usually on the Rams game. But in the big TV, the cool thing is those little boxes, which you've watched games at our house before, the boxes are actually big enough to see the players, the numbers. So I, you know, I every single second there's a play going, and you're you got to stay focused the yeah, whole it's time. Too, it's always... too much, really. Uh, you know, I've, <laughs> I've kind of enjoyed not being able to come over, to be honest, or having to go to a bar where you at least have to like turn your head to see. 
you know, another game instead of it all right. being on the one screen. But uh, pretty cool setup, and uh, I'm sure the TV's even bigger and cooler now. Um, but uh, what'd you see this week, man? What you know, week three? Uh, what what did you see? What 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 were some of the fun stuff in the NFL that you want to talk about? Well, the fourth week, you really, I think, start. I think this was a fourth week. You really kind of started to see a little bit of uh, players settling into their teams. Like, uh, there's a couple. You know, you could see who the home. We all know who the home run hitters are. Those are the early ones. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill's a home run hitter for the Chiefs. He's a game winner in fantasy football. Like he'll win you weeks. Those guys that and Debo Samuel was the same way. Uh, this week he was a game winner, and I think he's had two out of four weeks right now where he's just been complete. You know, game breakers that have. If you have them on your team, you, you, they're gonna more than more times than not win you the week with just the game they have alone if you have an average team besides them um but what i really noticed was like uh certain certain defenses and i noticed that besides like 10 quarterbacks the quarterback play is really down there's a lot of young quarterbacks in the league and this isn't just fantasy football it's quality football as well um it's the quarterback plays down uh there's about 10 to 12 really solid quarterbacks and then a lot of rookies and young quarterbacks on teams that aren't that great. So I think in fantasy football right now, if you don't have one of those, like our league's 14 guys, and if you don't have one of those 10 guys, you're really hurting. And that's a tough spot to be hurting because quarterbacks are so heavy in, for instance, our fantasy football league. No, they, they for sure are. I mean, uh, some of these young guys are getting better. Um, you know, uh, Joe Burrow looks like he might be the real deal. I know phenomenal. the He's Jaguars phenomenal. game Thursday night maybe isn't the best sample size, but I mean, they, they are winning. They are a winning football team because they have a winning quarterback now. I mean, it's, it's a big, I know the coach has a lot to do with that, but uh, Joe Burrow. I completely is, agree with you. I mean, I mean, it's only the sophomore season for him and, and he just looks like a 10 year veteran. Uh, the way he plays, the way he uh, man- manages the, the team too. He just, he's, he's totally the leader. Everybody knows that. Uh, everybody gets in line and, and gets right behind him. Um, like, uh, like I'm looking at, you know, comparing him against like Jared Goff right now on the lions. Um, Goff's been in the league a lot longer. I don't know if, 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 uh, if he's as good as Joe Burrow, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and Burrow's, oh, yeah. Burrow's probably, uh, I don't know. You're talking about that top 10. I mean, he's probably right there on the cusp of that. I would say he's probably the 11th. Maybe a little higher, but I would say I think he might best. be. I think he might be somewhere in the on anyone different opinion nine to twelve range. But I think what's good for Joe Burrow is remember he got hurt last year too, a pretty big injury, and uh, I think it was ACL. I could be wrong there, maybe Achilles, but I think ACL, and so he missed some time. And then he still they went out and did something there. They gave him another weapon in Jamar Chase, who's been on your top ten list a couple times. I think this year, who's actually a really nice receiver and played with him at LSU, so. He has really a lot of weapons on his team in Cincinnati. And then they have Mixon. They're definitely improving. Well, that tight end was amazing Thursday night. Uh, Uzmoda, or I can't, you know, I'm sorry. Uzama, Uzama, I think is his name, right? He was amazing. Uh, Amazing. Might be available in our league, to be honest. I think he might be. He He won't be after waiver wire goes through tonight, because you know guys that listen to your show will be all He's not on my waiver pickup, but I think I saw him out there, and I'm pretty certain he he is out there. Um, So... Uh, you know, speaking of, of young quarterbacks, uh, man, the, uh, the Jets won, which was nice to see. Um, and they actually beat uh, Tennessee in an overtime game, which I think Tennessee has had 
probably the most overtime experience this year. And uh, I was a bit um, not shocked because you, you, at some point these teams have got to win. But I've been a little bit shocked at the start from Tennessee. And uh, it was nice to see Zach Wilson progress in a way. I know there's still a lot of work to be done with the Jets. Um, but I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah, Zach Wilson was, you know, I watched a, a lot of that game and uh, it was down to the wire and Zach played good. You know, he'd been getting a lot of heat because they've been obviously bad and a lot of rookie quarterbacks have learning experiences and growth. And he, it was so good to see them win because really even Tennessee had the receivers out, they're good receivers. And then really it was a Derrick Henry show. But Zach Wilson made a lot of good decisions in that game and he actually throws a really nice deep ball and Another guy on that team, Corey Davis, is turning into a fine receiver. He had a great year with, I think, the Titans last year. And I think he caught a big home run ball last week, too. He, he caught a deep one and helped that team uh, win. And then, you know, it was impressive to watch, like you said, him. And also impressive to watch a guy on your team, your New York Giants, Danny Dimes. I mean, you're always all over him. I want you to give your own guy, who you like, a little credit because – he is playing much better this well, year. Uh, he, he is, and, and he didn't have a couple of his weapons. Um, and the Saints' defense is not a pushover. Uh, so, and they threw up 27. So uh, hats off to Danny Dimes. Uh, congrats on the first win, Big Blue. You know, we needed that for sure. Um, yeah. I hate to say we need a little more because I feel like at this point in the season, we had a real shot to be 3-1. and one. I mean, within a couple of plays of being 3-1. and one. Should have beat the Redskins for sure. Should have beat the Redskins. Oh, I would have That's taken sure. two and two. Um, so yeah. it's pretty, um, I guess, annoying as a fan just to just to you know be sitting here one and three. However, in that division and in the NFC at large, I I think maybe if we could start stringing some wins together, uh, we'd maybe maybe make a run at the wild card. I don't know. The offense is pretty good. The defense doesn't seem like it's there completely. And I think that we lost our uh, our linebacker. Um, last week to a, a season ender, um, which is inside back. I think so. Too. Blake I Martinez, think I think is his name, but, uh, don't, don't, uh, quote me on that. Um, well, what about, uh, what about the Rams? I mean, you're a big Rams fan. I didn't watch a lot of that game. Uh, obviously, you know, I have Kyler Murray. He, he put up 30 and that's seeming like the basement for him. So that's, that's that was, uh, that's about his floor. Uh, they were basically at the end of the game trying to play a little bit of keep away and ball control every single time. He got. He made a Kyler Murray so unbelievable because he's one of those quarterbacks who looks to throw, but escapes everything super well. And the Rams have beaten the Cardinals eight times in a row, and Kyler has been around for a couple of those. But the Rams made a couple mistakes in that game, and I, I'm not going to say they were flat because that makes it sound like I'm not giving Arizona any credit. But um, the Rams made some mistakes, and Arizona made them pay heavy. They fumbled the ball on their own side uh, early in the game, and Kyler has not been turning the ball over at all. And I think he might have one on the year. I could be wrong I on that. I think he has but... four interceptions at this point. I was looking he at that four? earlier. Yeah, he he just he throws them uh, when he also has like wow. two or three touchdown um, passes, so they're unnoticeable almost. But he does have four well, picks. It, it seems like well, he played great against Rams. I know they didn't turn the ball over that game, and and they were really smooth, and they got a ton of third downs. And the Rams were just out of sorts. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, that old man who is still hanging around, they underthrew him on a big ball deep one where he was open again, but Stafford underthrew him. Really probably one of the more poor throws I've seen him um, have this year. And then they couldn't get off the field. A.J. Green for Arizona's found the fountain of youth. 
Kyler's made him look really good. And hey, that always sure happens in Arizona, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, I wish he was there to enjoy this because he's such a class act and a great player. I don't. Do you even know where Larry Fitzgerald is right now? I think he's not retired, still a free agent, not signed. Okay, okay. Yeah, he, he, it's too bad, too, because I'd love to see him on that team just as, if anything, like a. He's probably close to a, a contract as long as he's staying in shape. I mean, it could be, you know, Des Bryant situation from last year. These. Injuries are coming quick. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but the injuries are, are definitely coming quick. Um, so after that game, uh, and then, you know, I'll, I'll throw the Buccaneers in the mix too. I mean, where we rank those three teams in the NFC, uh, Rams, Buccaneers, Cardinals. Where, where are they at? Well, I actually am, even though I'm not a humongous Dallas Cowboy fan, they, you have their defense in our fantasy, and they're improving a lot. So I would give you my top NFC teams right now currently. Uh, I would go... I still don't I'm not going to put Arizona there, even though they're undefeated. And a lot of people will say, how? Well, they should have lost to Minnesota on a 35-yard field goal. So I will say at the end of the year, they won't be there. But right now, give me the Packers first, the Buccaneers second, I guess Arizona third, Rams fourth, and maybe Dallas fifth. Um, that's where I'd go right now. Rams again playing two days at Seattle, another division game. The NFC West is just going to beat each other up, man. The Rams and Seahawks, Cardinals, Niners, they're all going to end up with some losses. It's such a tough division, and they're all going to beat each other up. So, yeah, right now I'd probably rate the Rams fourth, maybe third. Um, but Dallas is right behind them, too. They're 3-1, and one, and that defense has impressed me. I know they haven't played the top-of-the-line teams yet, but – you can only judge who they played, you know, and well, they've been that very win consistent. against the Chargers because the char. I'll tell you this, um, and there's there's a lot still to talk about in Week Four, but the Chargers are a legitimate football team in the AFC, um, not just the AFC West, but I think the AFC at large. That Justin Herbert, I mean, I thought he yeah, was good coming out of college, but he's elite. Um, he throws the ball so well. That touchdown pass to Austin Eckler last night was art it wasn't even football it was art um he's really good man the defense is maybe better than the offense that's the secret with the chargers i don't know how the raiders even got back in the game that was just some some strict heart from the raiders because the chargers uh, put them out of it early well Um, herbert's so much stronger than i thought he was jason i remember last year you're telling me he's a big guy but i watched him play last night against the raiders it looked like the raiders were really blitzing him and hitting him pretty good he's a big strong guy he's probably what six four you think and he's probably 230 pounds of just salt yeah i didn't realize how big he was either uh i think last night was the first time i watched well i did watch that cowboys game a couple weeks ago but i didn't think he was that big he kind of is like peyton manning but he can run you know yeah he's just strong and athletic and he has a cannon for an arm and like you said they have an underrated really good defense with with Bosa on the edge and some other guys, they have um, uh, the guy that picked the ball off last night to kind of seal it against Derek Carr. I'm forgetting his name. Well, they also have maybe. their offensive coordinator is the old Saints offensive coordinator, and he's building the offense around Eckler like he did around Kamara a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, things are looking up if you're a similar Chargers Similar type fan. of player. Yeah, he's they're... a similar type of player. Exactly. And a couple of years ago, I know Melvin Gordon was the guy and Eckler was kind of uh, the 1B back and it, i it's i'm just glad he got rewarded because there's been three coaching changes on the chargers in the past four years um yeah and uh, i think eckler has stuck through all of that 
and finally getting rewarded. I, I don't know the young coach's name. He looks like a, a pretty good football mind. Brandon um, Staley, he coached the Rams defense last yeah, year. He's I mean, a tremendous coach. He's a good defensive mind. And last night he went for it on fourth down a couple times right near midfield, which the, to be a winning team in the NFL, if you look at it now, Jason, you have to be aggressive in the right situation. There's no more three, fourth down and one, run the ball. And the good teams, if you watch them, they throw to set up the run. They are aggressive, and then they'll run the little the little uh, draws or the tosses just after they've already got the defense on their heels. So if you start out, and you're like back in the day when we were young kids in the 80s and 90s, it was always, remember, two yards, cloud of dust, throw on third down. So football's evolved quite a bit and changed. Oh, yeah. But what I, you know, and, and as good as that Chargers team is, the Cowboys beat them. I think that's a that's a statement victory on the resume, and their only loss to the defending Super Bowl champions with a field goal with no time left in in regulation. So I and they're I, playing great. Cowboys are playing great. Now here's the thing: watching that Cowboys game this week, uh, Carolina Panthers without their starting running back, uh, whose name I won't mention, number one draft pick <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Uh, out for a few more weeks. They took. Uh, they were out of that game, came back, almost tied it up. So I, I don't know if Carolina has fallen off uh, that far. And obviously they're not in the top four or five for me, but they're right there. Watch out for this team because they have a lot of heart. Uh, Matt Rule is an amazing coach. And Sam Darnold has found, the uh, not the fountain of youth because I think the guy's 24 years old, but he, he's playing amazing football right now. And I, I think they're going to be there uh, for the season. I mean, they, they gave the Cowboys a ride. And, and that was impressive. Um, their defense is very good, and it's a little yeah. bit underrated, too, in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, the that's, that's a really great solid. NFC team. They're, they're going to be there later in the season. And if know. I'm not mistaken, Jason, you probably know a little better than I, but isn't uh, DJ Moore on their team right now? Yeah, he's their, He's basically their number one receiver. Uh, and he's been very good. Yeah, you know, Robbie Anderson, everybody kind of thought was going to be the guy, but Moore was the guy last year, and obviously he's, he's doing great this year. He's probably in the top 10 or 15. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Cause I want to get your takes on some of the, um, you know, early season standings where these guys are, are ranking. Um, you know, so I watched, I watched a couple other games this week. Um, uh, Seahawks 49ers was a, was a pretty fun game to watch. Uh, like you're talking about those NFC West games are, are just going to be shootouts. Uh, and it's not like there's not defense in the NFC West. There's just really good offense. And, I think um, there's even a matchup coming up next week, you know, where the uh, – I think Kyler Murray is playing the Seahawks, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Kyler's no, he's playing, playing the 49ers. The Niners, Niners, and I think that, and the Rams are at Seattle. I mean, I mean, those games are going to be probably mirrors of what these two games were. So this week it was Cardinals 37, Rams 20, and Seahawks 28, Rams 21. I don't know what the overs are in these games, but I would bet them uh, because they're probably going to get there. Um, even, you know, even with Garoppolo, uh, you know, I'll talk about a little later on my injury report, uh, week to week with that concussion, I think Trey Lance can, uh, can come in and they're not going to take too many steps back. Uh, that, that offense is electric. We all know what Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford are capable of. And then Kyler Murray, like you said, is playing some pretty incredible brand of football right he now. Just, I just saw Kyler Murray has been moved up to the number one player on the betting for the MVP of the NFL, Kyler Murray. Yeah, it makes, right now, it makes sense, one. and uh, I, I got a couple other names for you, but but he he looks like the leader right now. Um, 
And I think I think Matt Stafford could could easily He's be in that there. conversation. And, you know, I'll give you a I'll give you a dark horse for betting fans. Uh, Justin Herbert's twenty three to one. That's a good bet right now. He's does, played very good football. Does it always? I mean, I'm asked, I know it doesn't, but it's it, it, typically a wide receiver will not be the MVP. It's usually no, a quarterback. It's very hard, very hard. It's usually a quarterback. Like most of the quarterback gets the glory usually, and not all the time. Every once in a while, like. Uh, running back or receiver. I think there's only one receiver that I can remember that won the MVP. Um, yeah, but I wonder what the odds are on Josh Allen right now, and I wouldn't count him out. Um, he's he's probably... No, I think he's third. I think he's third right now. Uh, so, yeah, like maybe eight or nine to one. So Or eight, yeah, eight, eight, eight or nine to one. And to I just, one, so. just think that their, their, their defense, it's amazing. These guys are on teams with really good defenses. The Cardinals have a great one. The Bills have two shutouts this year. Uh, now that's yeah. against some some bad opponents, but they can't help that. They have two shutouts yeah, against NFL teams. teams. You got to beat the teams in front of you, and they've been beaten up on. They have been bad teams that the, that they beat up on. So this week, I can't wait for the Bills and the Chiefs because we'll get to see a lot about both those two star quarterbacks. Now, and now we'll one one other guy in game to talk about uh, the three and O Broncos played the Ravens, and they got a little bit of that Lamar Jackson treatment, didn't they? He threw for over three hundred yards. Um, Lamar, Lamar's, he is one of the rare guys that throw, can throw the ball decent, by, but he's been better this year. And I, I obviously don't love his throwing, but I love how gifted of an athlete he is and how athletic he is. And his running actually sets up his throwing. He's so good at running the ball, and they're so terrified of that that he actually has lanes to hit Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews. I think he's – I've always I've liked him since college, um, but I was a big Michael Vick fan and and you know and Vince Young. I I, I like mobile quarterbacks. Always have. Yeah. Lamar Colin Jackson. Though, used to like him too. <laughs> this is fourth year, right? This is year four. I yeah, fourth year for Jackson. I don't think anyone's figured him out yet. I don't, and I think at any point in the in the game, he can take it over. And there's a few guys that you can really realistically say that about uh, in the NFL. You know, Kyler Murray's probably in that conversation. Um, Lamar has the least amount of help on that offense, and I think they're uh, – are they 3-1 and one or are they 2-2? Two and two? I think they're 3-1. and one. I think they're 3-1 they and one as well, and in the driver's seat to make another uh, playoff push. Another good run. Yeah, yeah. they're in a the division with an up-and-coming Cincinnati team, right? Pittsburgh, who's down, and then Browns are – yeah, that's a, a decent division. I'm just saying, how many uh, more years, like, everyone's kind of waiting for him to – kind of fall off and and i i don't know i don't see the defenses catching up to him he just seems to be he's incredibly athletic and that usually usually michael vick was a lot smaller and more not when he got hit it hurt it seemed like a lot more than it does with lamar lamar is incredibly skilled at shearing his body from really big contact but yet he's so strong and he's a great player man he's not my favorite player but he is a really skilled guy. I know you've had him, and he's been great for you. And he he's runs the ball so well, and the, their scheme, their running schemes are so good that it sets up passing lanes for him to hit those guys, Hollywood and Mark Andrews, and those type of players that he makes such good opportunities for. Oh, probably impossible to game plan for, because um, yeah. the read option and then just his pure speed in the pocket. Uh, yeah. Well, um, unless there's anything else you want to talk about from last week, I wanted to uh, just get your reactions on what I'm going to do is I'll just read you uh, the top top 10 or so players as far as fantasy points in half point PPR. 
this year and let's see if we're surprised or if we think it's correct or i mean it's correct you know but let's see how surprised we are so um number one two three uh is surprising to me so patrick mahomes is the number one fantasy quarterback this year he has uh 14 touchdowns and four interceptions uh number two is kyler murray who has nine touchdowns four interceptions he also has uh 109 rushing yards and three touchdowns so that's probably what's supporting his number two run. The number three fantasy quarterback this year is Jalen Hurts, who has uh, seven touchdowns, only two interceptions, and then another touchdown and 226 rushing yards. So he's uh, second in quarterback rushing behind Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jalen Hurts being number three surprises me. That surprises me a lot too. Let me give you a few more here. Uh, number four is uh, TB12, Tom Brady, who's got 10 touchdowns, two picks, and actually has a touchdown on the ground, and 23 rushing yards to write home about. Uh, Sam Darnold is the number five fantasy quarterback in half-point PPR this year. Um, he has five rushing touchdowns and five passing touchdowns. I think I saw two rushing touchdowns uh, on Thursday night. Um, He's, I'm telling Sunday you. Sunday against the Cowboys, you mean Co- Sunday against Dallas? Oh, that's right. He played Thursday, uh, week three. So I think he's the comeback uh, player of the year candidate for me, uh, Sam Darnold, right now. Uh, the number six overall fantasy quarterback is Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. He has uh, two, wow. two rushing touchdowns, 190 rushing yards, uh, four passing touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, uh, he's. I think, I think some of that's garbage time. I'll be honest. Uh, the, the number seven quarterback, we were just talking about MVP for Josh Allen. He's the number seven quarterback. Matthew Stafford's the number eight. Lamar Jackson with 279 rushing yards is the number nine. And rounding out the top 10 is Russell Wilson. So I know a lot of people have uh, Derek Carr, who's actually the number 11 quarterback, as maybe they're. No Justin Herbert either, huh? He's number 14. Uh, it's, wow. it's, he has nine uh, passing touchdowns. Only one rushing touchdown and only 31 rushing yards. So that's probably what's hurting him a little bit uh, is the rushing yards. Um, wow. Seems like uh, I'm surprised by how, how high Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts are, especially with how bad their teams are doing. But it's probably well, – Jalen Hurts, to me, it's, it seems like it's all – a lot of it's garbage. I watched him against the Dallas Cowboys, and they were outclassed. He made some of the worst throws I've seen. Uh, Monday night, but in that week. second uh, half, he came back and threw two touchdowns, and yeah, so I, I see garbage time is totally. But, gar- but you know what you always say: the garbage points count just as much as the regular oh, they do. points. They do. You and, always and say that, and you're right. I'm who? Who's been my quarterback for the past three years? Deshaun Watson, right? Oh, he's. Why one do you of think I take Deshaun Watson? Because the Texans you know are that always they get down. down. And that's, I mean, hey, if you can't get a quarterback on a winning team, then get one on a real bad team. That's that's kind of the motto <laughs> for me. I mean, it's it I, works. When you draft him, I think you've had him twice, and I think both times you had him, he was top three or four quarterback, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's always, I mean, and they've never been much to write home about in the wins column, you know. No. They're always behind. Uh, maybe they made the playoffs one year with Bill O'Brien. I don't even know. I don't even know if Deshaun was on the team that year. Um so let's go over to the running backs and let's see if there's any surprises here. And I think I think there are some just kind of looking at the list. So obviously the number one overall, Derrick Henry, uh, he already has 510 rushing yards in four weeks. The only running back that still gets 30 carries a game in the NFL. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you well, he has anymore. 113 attempts in four games. So that's, yeah, that's right at about 30. That's like 29. 29 a game, 28 and a half a game. That's Man. insane. That, that's... Um, and he doesn't seem to fatigue. He doesn't seem to care. 
Uh, yeah. The number. Who do you think number two is? Uh, I'll say number two running back in fantasy football. And remember, right it's now. half point PPR, so it might change. Half it... point PPR, yeah. So a guy who probably catches a little bit too. Uh, boy, he's got a lightning bolt on his helmet. It's Austin Eckler. Um, uh, is he really he, the Chargers? Austin Eckler's he's number, the number two. two. Huh? He's averaging nineteen point four fantasy points a game. Uh, he has two hundred and ninety rushing yards, and wow. uh, he has, uh, I think. Uh, Two touchdowns in the in the air and 141 receiving yards. Sorry, I lost my uh, lost my line there. Um, Aaron Jones is the number three running back in half point PPR with 206 yards and 125 in the air. Three passing well, I got touchdowns. One of my guys in there. Yeah, yeah, one of your guys. <laughs> number four kind of surprises me, although not. He's been coming on hot lately. Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he's got 342 rushing yards, so he's probably third and well fourth in the league in rushing yards and then he must have some passing to support that too so he's got well 53 he's been really good the last two weeks the dallas cowboys have been feeding him more and you know ezekiel zeke looks a lot better i actually think him around 15 to 20 carries a game is a great number because i think if they give him the derrick henry load i, I actually think zeke wears down so pollard compliments him really really nicely well, yeah, and I think that uh, Pollard just helps them extend drives. Um, yeah, he in, does. In a lot of He's ways. Explosive. And it helps. It helps get Ezekiel those extra six carries a game that he probably wasn't getting when they when they have those three and outs. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, on that quarterback list, I think was was uh, a little bit farther down. I think he was number fourteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift back to it for a second here and see. Um, it was actually number twelve, and I kind of like his numbers this year a little bit better than because in the past, I mean, he's had those 450, 470 yard passing games, but they're not really winning when he's doing that. I really like the formula this year, uh, running the ball more, you know, short dink and dunk. Well, they got two good tight ends. They got two good running backs, two good tight ends, three good wide receivers and a solid offensive line. They arguably have the best weapons in all of football, like top to bottom. Well, and, and he's healthy and and back. And I think that's the most important thing. So number five, overall fantasy, uh, running back Corderell Patterson, Atlanta. He just had three touchdowns for Atlanta. What on Sunday? Yeah, he he has uh, 235 yards receiving and 119 rushing. He's actually averaging 4.5 yards a carry. uh, And he does have a touchdown on the ground, but he has four through the air. And it looks like I know everyone wants to say, well, Corderell doesn't get the opportunities. Corderell, that was on the Bears, man. He's on the Falcons now. I think I think he's a big part of that offense. Um, it's looking like this is these are not just now three touchdowns a game. That's going to be hard to do, but I think he's going to get the opportunity share. Uh, how come you... it feels like Cord- Jason? How come it feels like Cordero's been in the league for ten years, been on the Vikings, the Bears, every team you can think of, but then he comes to this team and finds it. Atlanta's really kind of given him the opportunity. Well, he's been behind a guy. He's been behind the two guys. He's been the third, the third uh, guy. You know, uh, Latavius yeah. Murray. He was behind him. Um, yeah. Maybe even Dalvin Cook for a minute there in Minnesota. Wasn't he behind Tariq Cohen in Chicago? Yeah, he was maybe? like the third yeah. guy behind Tariq Cohen. I mean, he's always been the kick returner. They've always let him do that. And he's a good kick returner, oh, isn't he? A probably good Hall of Fame at kick returning. Already. Yeah, he's really good. Um, yeah, he's been awesome. If, and is he on a lot of waiver wires, you think, or no? Well, he was a couple weeks ago. I, I doubt he is anymore. He's probably over 50% rostered. But if you scooped him up a couple weeks ago, good for you. I hope you've been using him. Uh, so uh, shocked at him being number five on the list. And good for you, Corderell. And 
Atlanta, and and I think Atlanta's one and three now. Hopefully, uh, better. But they play the Jets this week, so they could get win number two. They could get win number two, or maybe the Jets will in that game. Um, so the the number six, I'm um, I'm shocked that it's him and not his teammate is Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt has wow. 234 rushing yards. I didn't know that. He also has 120 uh, receiving yards, and it looks like he has uh, three rushing touchdowns. So that's probably helping him. No, no receiving touchdowns. Uh, the number seven overall fantasy running back is Najee Harris, uh, who has 178 receiving yards, 185 rushing yards. So, wow, he has 26 receptions. I think uh, Tyreek Hill only has 30. So that's pretty amazing that he has 26. Although I did think he was he was targeted like 19 times. Uh, was it last week or two weeks ago in that in that game? So a lot two of short, weeks ago, I think two weeks yeah, ago, two he weeks got ago, so he many targeted receptions. 19 times. Uh, amazing. Um, I'm I'm a little shocked at the rest of this list. Let me let me finish it out here. Uh, you got DeAndre Swift number eight, James Robinson number nine, and David Montgomery who who I think is hurt, um, but he is the number 10. Uh, running back right now and there's some guys that didn't make the top 10 i'm just gonna throw some names out here that i'm a little bit i'm a little bit uh, weirded out by nick chubb is number 11 he has 362 rushing yards three touchdowns but he only has four receptions so that's probably why he isn't a little bit higher on the list saquon barkley is number 12 now he's kind of been ramping back up so that makes sense he does have 19 targets though and 14 receptions so he's probably going to going to start busting out. Um, I think he played 80% of the snaps last week, and, and that's up from 70 the week before. He's probably almost going to be in all the time moving forward, especially after they got the taste of a victory this week. Um, Alvin Kamara at number 14, and Jonathan Taylor at number 19. Only one spot ahead of Jamal Williams, who's uh, basically a, a backup running back. So I'm, uh, I'm a Where's little shocked. Well, I think he's been hurt, um, you know, and uh, McCaffrey is still number 15, and he hasn't played for a week and a half. So uh, he, McCaffrey had 201 rushing yards in, in his first two games uh, and 150 receiving. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is number 28 on the list. He trails Tony Pollard by two spots. Um, wow. So pretty interesting how the season's going. Um, let me, let's get some receivers. Uh, so I was a little shot. I mean, I – I'm very lucky, and I have two of the top three guys right now, uh, and that's that's pretty fun, I'll be honest. But um, the number one receiver, Cooper Cup, he has 30 receptions. He has five touchdowns. He leads the league in touchdowns. Um, killing it. He's absolutely killing it. Uh, I think he's only in his fifth season. Seems like he's been around longer than that, but he's only in his fifth year. Um, he's just made the connection with Stafford, and he's always open, I think. Uh, all, he always runs routes to get open, and now they have Deshaun to run deep routes. So oh, and they've got in Woods and and Higby, and they've just there's a lot of yeah, weapons. With, and, with, with but the big thing, Jason, being a ransom, watching Deshaun run deep, basically to take the safety, they have to respect his speed still as long as he's healthy. So Cup, Woods, and those guys always get no safety help because one of them always has to help on Jackson when he's in the game. So Jackson only plays about half the time, but yeah, Cooper Cup is good without him. So that just opens the field. He's such a good, great hands, great route runner. Yeah, he's great. He's one of my favorite players. He's awesome. I mean, I like Cooper Cup too, but were you thinking number one uh, wide receiver at this point? Like I wasn't. I mean, he. what round did he get drafted in in our draft? I think he got drafted in the fourth or fifth round with the guy that went back to back with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. So it's panned out very well for him. Well, sure. uh, That's amazing. But if if you'd have known Cooper Cup was here, I think he would have went in the first or second round. 
like these other guys. Oh, late first round, early second, the way he's playing right now. Yeah, he's awesome. So uh, number two is a guy that went in the first round, Tyreek Hill. He's the number two receiver. He's had two monster weeks and then two, you know, very, very mundane weeks. Uh, he two. hits home runs. He's the biggest home run hitter in the game. He hits. He gets 50. How many 50-yard touchdowns does he have this year? I think, he has, I think he has two or three. Um, he does have a 75-yard reception. The next guy is Debo Samuel. So Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel are the number two and number three in half-point PPR right now. They – uh, Debo has 28 receptions, 490 yards. He is the yards leader, uh, only three touchdowns. So that's why he's a little behind Coop because Cooper cup has 430 yards, but he has five touchdowns and a couple more receptions. Uh, DJ Moore, I said he was like number 12. He's number four, DJ Moore. DJ so Moore. For, yeah. Darnold's got a good connection with him. That's one of those surprises that you probably got DJ Moore somewhere in the fifth to eighth middle rounds and he's been really solid fourth best receiver uh where where did you draft mike williams because he's number five on the i drafted list. mike williams in the seventh round so you got the number five receiver Four, at this 14 point man league yeah that's very lucky so far that's pretty uh, i think you also have number six terry mclaurin terry. i do have terry mclaurin so that's, as well yeah. that's uh that's why you beat me in week two because you had those two guys. <laughs> well you did beat me by 100 in week one so i had a little <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we had to play. By the way, that's the first time in my 26 years I've ever played a guy back-to-back weeks, and I didn't set that up that nah, way. It's just weird how the schedule worked out, yeah. But yeah. Your, your team's good. I hope I don't see you again. Uh, no offense. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, number six, McLaurin, you said? Yeah, number six, McLaurin. Uh, number seven, Justin Jefferson. Uh, number awesome. eight, Jamar Chase. So, I believe a rookie, number eight. Uh, he has... 17 receptions, so that's pretty low, but he has four touchdowns and 297 yards, so that's why he's uh, he's number eight. Uh, number nine's Tyler Lockett, who has 20 receptions, and then number 15's DK Metcalf, who also has 20 receptions. So that's kind of weird to me because I would think Lockett has 40 receptions to DK's 20, but they're actually tied uh, right now. And I think it's because of the last couple weeks DK's kind of caught up. I think Tyler's been dealing with a couple of injuries Surprised Devontae Adams not on your list. He's bud. number eleven on the uh, you know half point PPR list. So let's let's see why he he does have thirty one receptions. So that would lead the NFL, um, but doesn't have the touchdowns. He only has one touchdown. So that's that's why he's okay. not a pirate. I, I would think that'll change for Devontae. Um, the thing about the Packers, I've had Rodgers, Adams, and Jones in the past is. Sometimes the Packers don't need your player. They have a 35-point lead. Uh, they, they'll sit your guy. They don't need him anymore. Devontae has been hurt in a couple of the games, too. Um, but I'm shocked at some of these names that are not in the top 10. You know, uh, Stephon Diggs is the number 19 receiver right now. DeAndre Hopkins is the number 21 receiver. I'm pretty certain those guys That's went. surprising. That's surprising. They He's went in the 21st. first round. I'm sure they went in the first round, or if not, the very early second round in most drafts. Um, you said Hopkins is only the 21st top receiver out of the half-point PPR right yeah, now? Yeah, he's only got 17 receptions. Uh, and He does have three touchdowns, but only 17 receptions. Uh, A.J. Green's been cutting into that. I think Hopkins has been a little banged up. Um, and Rondell Moria yeah, and, and Kyler has no problem throwing it to whoever's open. He's not really just zoning in on Hopkins, like he maybe right. had to. And I, I know a guy that we talk about on, on this show a lot is uh, C.D. Lamb, and he's only the 29th, uh, you know, only. I mean, it's way better than me, but he's only the 29th best receiver in half-point PPR. Although, I watching the Cowboys games, he's been a big part of the reason they're 3-1. and one. Um, He has, uh, let's see, looks like he only has one touchdown this year. And I think uh, 
I think um, Cooper has actually, yeah, he's got three touchdowns. And Cooper's a little higher on the list at number 16. So anything, uh, you know, surprise? I mean, I'm, I'm shocked at most by the quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to check in here on the on the tight ends right now, and it's yeah, pretty surprising a couple names here I'm not seeing on the top 10. So the number one, Travis Kelsey, okay? Uh, even though he didn't have a big game last week, he's having a big season. The number two is Dar- Darren Waller. The number three is Rob Gronkowski. The number four tight end in half-point PPR is Dalton Schultz right now. He has uh, 20 receptions and three touchdowns. So I hope, like me, you picked him up on the waiver wire last week because he's the number four. uh, He's ahead of TJ Hawkinson, who's number five. He's ahead of Mark Andrews, who's number nine. And George Where's Kittle. Kyle Pitts on that list? Where's the rookie that uh, got drafted? Let's see. Where high? is Kyle Pitts? He's the number 21. He has 15 receptions, uh, and it looks like zero touchdowns. He's right behind Hunter Henry, who has 14 receptions and a touchdown and, and almost as many yards. Um, Logan Thomas is number 18. He was a guy that was being drafted pretty high. The uh, Cincinnati Bengals, C.J. Uzuma, if he's available, he is the number 14 but it's really because of that game last week. He only has nine uh, receptions and, and two touchdowns. What about Jared Cook? Is he available uh, in a lot Jared, of leagues? Jared Cook is actually available in uh, – I think he's only 6 or 7% rostered. I was looking earlier. He's got 16 receptions and one touchdown. He's the number 12 tight end overall. So if you're, if you're looking for a guy, um, you know, pick him up. Someone will pick him up this week for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um. I was uh, I was gonna ask you. I think you already told us though that who who you're kind of looking forward to. I think you said it was the uh, the Chiefs game, Chiefs Bills. I'm also looking forward to that. I'm glad it's on Sunday night. I'll get to watch it. A um, couple other other games out there we we kind of touched on that are coming up: Rams, Seahawks, um, Titans, Jaguars. That could be maybe the first win for the Jaguars. Are they 0 and four? I think Titans are going to bounce back. Well, I think they'll win too, but, but if they're going to yeah. beat anybody, it might be a team like the Titans that have kind of been down. They don't have receivers right now. Um, yeah, it could be, but I, yeah, I, I think, and the Titans I noticed on that game were only three and a half point favorites. So obviously that loss last week to the Jets made the, the odds makers a lot less um, focused that the Titans are going to be anything special this week. Well, uh, I know, I know. Before the call, I told you that I was going to uh, get you out of here after we after we recap the week. But you want to hang around for the last uh, ten or fifteen minutes, or you? Uh... Yeah, I can hang around for a few a few more minutes. I really appreciate it, man. You're, yeah, no, enjoy your show. Been great having you on. Um, let me let's break it up a little bit. Uh, I had a few personal questions I wanted to ask you. Uh, we've been friends for thirty years since the sixth grade for me, seventh grade for you. So uh, I wanted to ask you how what how many times have we played catch? Uh, with a baseball or a football, <laughs> how many times well, do you think? Well, you know, you, we lived about we lived in a small town, so we lived four blocks away, and we had an elementary school, and we would go there, and we would play one versus one, like tennis baseball, which is incredibly hard. <laughs> and I think left field was close. If you hit it to left well, field, you were out, and if you hit it to he, Yes, and if you, I remember, if you could get a ground ball on, you'd not bobble it or just come up with it clean, it was an out. If you, you remember that? And Some we would do like the is, whole batting, the whole lineup, the Cubs versus Phillies, right? 
Phillies, yeah, it was awesome. It was it was probably 1992 was the year. I want to say your Phils were in the World Series versus the Blue Jays. Does that sound right? I think it was 93 because Joe Carter oh, hit that home run. And, and ended my, Joe Carter. Ended my birthday. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger one, something like that. Yeah, was that oh, a wild yeah. thing, Mitch Williams? Uh, yeah. Mitch Williams, Mickey Morandini, John Crock, Darren Dalton. Yeah, uh, Danny yeah. was on that team. It was a great team. They, it was, it's title. great to see how, how the teams you root for and the teams we come up with that we like. The Rams, obviously, through my dad. I know your dad very well, and I know he was a Charger fan growing up and a racing fan, but just the dynamic of the situations of our families is so great, man, and it's so awesome that the friendships we've had have you know, lasted so long and we've been able to stay in touch. Uh, yeah, we played catch hundreds of times. Dude. I, I had went, I used to... a thousand written down. I remember you you were a catcher too when you were younger. You were a good catcher. So you had the catcher's mitt. Your dad would come out. I'd come out sometimes with him, watch your ball games. And then, you know, I wasn't very good. I was really small growing up. But I remember your dad came out and watched me one time. And I, I think I might have thrown someone out from that outfield. And it always made me feel good because I always looked at your dad like a you know, like a second father, my dad lived in Sacramento and, and, you know, the nights that we stayed at your house and played Tecmo Super Bowl because they kept the stats. You remember that? I know you do. And uh, it was a lot of fun, man. A lot of enjoying great memories that now the older we get and, you know, it's just crazy how long ago it was and how fast time goes by. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. So who is your most athletic sibling? Wow. Um, obviously trying to get you in trouble with this question. I, 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 we're not really a massively athletic family. We love sports, but we weren't super, super skilled. Uh, my brother's in the best shape, Aaron, right now, who uh, you're definitely very close with as well. He's by far and away in the best shape out of anyone in the family. My sister is kind of, she's a police officer, or probation, and she's in great shape, but Aaron works out like crazy and I think has a personal trainer. So he's, probably in the best shape athletically um i don't really know i wouldn't say none of us are massively athletic uh i will say this i think i'm the biggest competitor out of all of us i love competing at anything i do man always have uh, as well as you do i know you're you and i are both very competitive yeah well that's the fun um you know and i i think as obviously i had a pretty hot head growing up uh thrown out of many little league games and uh we don't have to get into all that, but um, you know, <laughs> fantasy football has taught me humility, uh, grace in losing, uh, being a good sport, and uh, and not always. I've I've grown over the past ten or fifteen years. Um, I used to get really down about these players. Used to think the, uh, the I'm league was wife, against I'm gonna me. I'm going to give your your significant other a little credit there, and plus, obviously, you have matured and you have your own child now. But you're, I'm going to give uh, your significant other. She she does a great job, I think, at keeping you humble and what's important in life. But yes, ultimately, I still think you have that fire that burns competitively, and I know you watch those games, and whether you're playing a game or whether I know you're pretty good disc golfer or whether you just Watch the fantasy football. We all love to compete, and that's part of the fun. But I do think you do a heck of a lot better uh, when you may not come out on the right side better than you were as a kid, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was probably the worst loser. 
probably the worst winner too as a kid but you know that's a tale for another podcast so all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get into my uh, my week five picks uh, this is normally where trey would disagree with me and tell me that i've left all the By cowboys the way, one of my favorite parts trey one of my favorite parts when you're doing your list and i just know he's looking i just know he's shaking his head like you're crazy this is probably my favorite part of the show but yeah go ahead i'll pretend to be trey for a yeah, little bit yeah just just put on his shoes uh and uh, and let's see if you can disagree with me so here's here's my top 10 uh we'll start with the quarterbacks uh i'm gonna put number one i got matt stafford at seattle that seattle d's just looked like you can throw on it all year and i don't see that changing this week uh number two I'm putting uh, he's at home. They're playing the Browns. Uh, Justin Herbert, I think he's going to be the number two quarterback this week. Uh, the number three quarterback will be Dak Prescott because he's playing the New York football Giants and probably going to be a big loss for the Giants. So I'll be honest. I'm playing the defense against him. Uh, number four, I'm going to put Tom Brady. He's playing at home versus the Dolphins. Uh, my number five plays Kyler Murray at home versus the 49ers. Um, some of that is because not that the Niners D is bad, but I think that with Trey Lance in there, there's not going to be as much offense and that's going to really hurt the Niners defense at some point. Uh, number six is Josh Allen at the chiefs. Number seven is Kirk cousins at home versus the lions. Number eight is Patrick Mahomes playing the bills. So I've got Allen at six and Mahomes at eight. Uh, number nine, I've got, uh, Russell Wilson, who I believe is at the Falcons this week. Rams. Russ plays the Rams. Well, I do have the team wrong, but I'm going to I'm gonna stick with – oh, you know what? It's because it's not Russell Wilson. I've got Zach Wilson at the Falcons, and I'm going to stick okay. with that as my number nine play. That's where Trey goes. Oh, I don't That's think That's probably so, where Trey would say. Like, hey, but, I, but I actually like that play. I actually think that Zach can do okay this week. I, I do too, especially um, uh, against the Falcons. And then uh, number 10, I've got Lamar Jackson at home against the Colts. So uh, any reactions to that? That quarterback list, Mike? Honestly, I kind of like the list. Uh, I do think, personally, and I'm just a fan because I've watched him and I think he's the best player in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, even though I know what you're going to say, the Bills defense has been outstanding. Uh, The Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites right now, and I think Mahomes absolutely has a statement win, has a massive game against the Bills, and I think he's a top five quarterback play this week. And I you think know, it he... would be a, a huge win for them. And I think they're all set up to, to do it. And obviously uh, I hope that's true. Cause I'm, I'm banking on Tyree kill. Oh, uh, he's going to have a big game too. And my guy, Kelsey should do well too. But yes, I think, I think that Mahomes, that's the only one. I think that's, I think you did a great job with the list. I mean, I think Trey will have something to say about Zach Wilson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually think this week, one play that might be okay if someone put in there, Jason, uh, maybe Kirk Cousins against the Lions this week could be okay. Yeah, I I got him at number seven. I I think they they will. uh, As much as I want the Lions to get that first W, I don't think it's going to happen on the road in Minnesota this week. Um, Although Goff and that offense could still have a good day. They they seem to keep having good offensive yeah. days. Yeah, but I like I like Cousins a little bit this week. But yeah, your list, that was a good quarterback list. All right, so uh, let me let me give you my running back plays. Uh, uh, number one, I think I've had him number one a couple weeks now, Derrick Henry at Jacksonville. Um, number two, I've actually got Madison or Cook because I don't know who's playing against the Lions. I just think whoever's in there is going to have 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the number three play, Austin Eckler at home versus the Browns. He, you just heard it here. He was the number. He's the number two overall fantasy running back right now. Uh, my number four play is Ezekiel Elliott uh, at home versus the New York Football Giants. Um, 
Maybe he'll have another another big day. My number five play is Jonathan Taylor at the Ravens. My number six play is Aaron Jones on the road in Cincinnati. My number seven play is Najee Harris at home versus the Broncos. Uh, my number eight running back this week is Saquon Barkley at Dallas. I think he's going to have a good day. I don't think the offense overall will. I think Dimes will struggle against that secondary and that pass rush. But Barkley will get his um, and make a splash in the top ten. Number nine, uh, probably the first time I've had him on a list this year. I got Miles Sanders at Carolina. I just think uh, Ezekiel Elliott and and Pollard banged Carolina up pretty good last week. And I think that the Eagles will probably try to copy some of that. And then my number 10 play, uh, before I even looked at that top list, I said, I got to get Corderell Patterson on this list. I mean, they're playing the Jets. So he's my number 10 play this week, Corderell Patterson, who was a waiver pickup two weeks ago. I mean, the guy's having an exceptional year in Atlanta. And I think that I think he'll keep it going against the jets. So, uh, what do you think about the running back list? Mike, anybody, anybody missing? Uh, maybe I can't think of who to replace, but two guys, I would say maybe go on that list. Washington defense has been pretty terrible. So I think Alvin Kamara, you got to fit in the top 10 somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the only other one I would say is maybe Damian Harris from, New England, they play the Texans, and the Texans. You live down there, you know. It, they're they're almost unwatchable right now, and yeah. and uh, I think. But I don't know who to take out of your list, so I, I have no problem. I mean, obviously, I'd probably take out Patterson just because it's Patterson, and he's played probably 100 games in the NFL and had three. But you know what? He was so hot last week. He has another juicy matchup. Oh, I'd take out the guy you had against the uh, Miles Sanders. I'd take Miles Sanders out, and I'd replace him with. Uh, Camara, replace probably. him with Camara. Yeah, See, that's I, it though. I, I, I don't know. I think I think it'll be a big game. I mean, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Saints two and two. Redskins. Sorry, the team from Washington two and two. Um, important game there for both those teams. Uh, you know, big game. So maybe Camara not not maybe the Washington deal show up. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I think that's going to be an interesting game. I, I wouldn't bet it. I think it could go a lot of ways. Um, be interested to know what the over and the spread is on that. Uh, all right, so let's get into the wide receivers. Um, number one, and he's the number one overall receiver right now. Not why he's my number one. I think the matchup's great. Cooper Cup at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, number two, I'm just picking on the Giants because I can. Uh, C.D. Lamb, number two this week at home against the Giants. Uh, number three, I've got Stephon Diggs at Kansas City as my number three play. I love that play this week. He Chief, will have a big week. Chiefs defense Kansas is City. just struggling, but then number four, I've got Tyreek Hill playing the Bills. So I think that that game, uh, hey, it probably won't be ten to seventeen. It's probably going to be a little bit more than that to win that game. Uh, That'll num- be great too. Number five play, I've got McLaurin, who's at home versus the Saints. I was just talking about that game. Uh, big game for both teams. You know, trying to get to three and two. Uh, number six, Calvin Ridley against the Jets. I think it's just if they're not going to. Get Calvin Ridley the ball 20 times this game. What are you doing, Atlanta? Uh, number seven, Justin Jefferson at home versus the Lions. Number- Love him this week. He's going to have a big week. I agree there. Justin Jefferson's going to have a monster yeah, week been, this it's week. It's been tough to pick him versus Thielen, but I think Jefferson's clearly the number one receiver. Maybe not in the Thielen's red zone, great, but Thielen's the rest a, of the field. Thielen's such a great number two. He's good footwork around the end zone, and gets a lot of touchdowns and has great hands. So he's such a good complimentary receiver, but Justin Jefferson has just got breakaway speed and he's, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. I like that play. So he was number seven on your list. Yeah. He was number seven. Uh, number eight is Godwin at home against the dolphins. I think that the Patriots barely escaped or I'm sorry, the bucks barely escaped the Patriots last week. And I think that 
Uh, Arians uh, obviously liked to win, but probably didn't like how the offense played, and, and I think they're going to get back on track at being a big-time offense um, this week against the Dolphins. Number nine, uh, I've got Ruggs, the only Raider on my top ten list uh, against the Chicago Bears at home. And my number ten play is DK Metcalf um, playing the Rams. I, I think one of the receivers, you know, the Rams, um, the Rams are going to give up something in that game. They'll probably yeah. The Seahawks will score on the Rams. I mean, the Seahawks can score. Those are always great oh, games, yeah. and and Metcalf will get his. Like last year, they isolated. Uh, Jalen Ramsey on Metcalf and he kind of shut him down a little bit but this year Jalen Ramsey they're not doing that with him they're moving him around the field so uh, DK is such a big strong receiver he will get his I expect him to have right around 100 yards and touchdown well and I think the game game script and the reason I love having a part of that Seahawks offense is just they're going to throw the ball there's there's really they're going to they're going to chuck the ball so you got to expect um, throw. So, all right, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the injuries that are still happening this week that happened last week and some that are floating around, and then we'll get into the waiver pickup. Only one guy show. on the list that only one guy on the list that to me you missed, and I think is going to have a big week, and that is Devontae Adams for Green Bay on the road. Then uh, Green Bay usually goes more to Adams. I would love to see the numbers on that, and I'm sure we could find it. But yeah, they think, are at. Um, you know, Cincinnati. thinking about this list uh, every week, it's it's. I, I try to think about what the game script will be, and uh, right. I, he right. could have been in the list. I'm not. You know, he's Devonte Adams could be number one on this list every week. He's an amazing football yeah, player. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Um, hey, you had a good list. I like but the list this week. I, I think against the Bengals, they will. Um, I think. You know, hey, Joe Burrow. The Bengals have been great, uh, but this is Green Bay. This is a different thing. So the Packers are going to cream them, and I just think when that happens. You don't need Devonte Adams as much, uh, especially if right. a couple of the other guys get the touchdowns, and uh, so he'll he'll have a good you know ninety yards, maybe a touchdown, but he's not going to have like a top ten game, you know, or a top five game. So it proved right. me wrong, Devonte Adams. Like I said, you're you're an amazing receiver, and 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 I'll be I'll be fine with that. Um, so here's some of the injuries uh, that went into this list as well this week. Uh, Joe Mixon is out at least a week. Uh, DJ Shark is out for the whole year. Uh, David Montgomery is out for five weeks. That's rough for the Bears. Is he five weeks in Chicago? Yeah, five weeks is what I read. Um, uh, Will Fuller is going to be out multiple weeks. He really hasn't played this year, but maybe that helps the Devontae Parker and uh, Weddle owners in the league. But, you know, you're probably not playing a Dolphins receiver anyway with Brissett, but but maybe that helps you if you own those guys or they're, they're on your bench. Um Jimmy Garoppolo is only week to week with that concussion. That that injury sounded worse, so maybe he'll play. Uh, if he doesn't, I, I think they might not rush him back. Uh, they they do have something there with Lance. Um, I, I think I think uh, they might just let Lance go. But but obviously, um, you know the Debo Samuel owners. Use Lance. I think they should use Lance more like a um, Taysom Hill type. But I think it will hurt the receivers immediately, like for short term, if they go Lance over Garoppolo, meaning Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. But I do think that Lance has massive future. He is a future there, and I, I think he will come along because the Niners have some really talented offensive weapons. The only, the only thing are, is uh, that they're playing a team. They're going to have to throw because they're playing uh, the Cardinals. They're going to be down if they don't throw, and I think that's the only reason. And Trey Lance is not just a runner. uh no, he's got a good arm. I think I think he can throw, and I think since they think he won't throw, that might be some of the gamesmanship that's going on. I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if the first play is like some play action, 
uh, and send a guy streaking, whoever that guy is, you know, and try to hit him. Uh, just because Shanahan's like that. And and uh, what do you got to lose? You're playing the 4-0, and you know, Arizona Cardinals. A um, couple other guys that are out. Uh, Logan Thomas is out at least a week, uh, which I think I'm playing him this week. So I'm pretty stoked about that, even though I don't like to root for injuries when they happen, they happen. Um, and it looks like Dalvin Cook's coming back. You know, hopefully uh, for the Dalvin Cook owner, that's true. Madison's been doing great, He had great, a few though. carries last week, though. Didn't Dalvin have a few carries last week? You know, he had a few, and then they took him out, and then he only played, I think it was like 17% of the snaps last week. I would year. rather them just sit my guy when they do that. I hate when they do that. Yeah, I'd like if he's out, he's out. let the guy get healthy. If he's hurt, he's hurt. Just just bring him back when he's ready. I, I, I totally agree. I think that's some of the problem with, with Saquon Barkley uh, the past couple of years. Um, all right. Well, here's some here's some waiver wire picks. I tried to go. Do you hear real... anything on Gronkowski, uh, Jason? You know, I, I don't know about Gronk. I I didn't see anything. Um, last I heard, I heard punctured lung, and that doesn't sound good. <laughs> you heard punctured lung. I I didn't read that. I thought he was potentially gonna play against the Patriots. Um, so I guess they had an X-ray and they said they didn't find the punctured lung and cracked ribs. That sounds more than a week or two to yeah, me. Yeah, it does. It does sound like that's a four to six weeker, unfortunately. Yeah. So keep an eye on that if you own Gronkowski in your league. Plan accordingly. Um, I don't know if I have any tight ends for you uh, this week, but here's here's some here's some deep finds. Uh, you know, I'm always I, I listen to some other podcasts and they're always. They always tell me guys that I know are picked up. So I'm trying to be useful here. So if these aren't, <laughs> these are guys you can probably find in a 14 man league. In fact, they are available in the Mick football league. If you're listening and you need a guy and you play in that league, um, Damian Williams, the bears running back. I just told you that Montgomery's out five weeks. Damian Williams is only rostered in 11% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, he could be your guy. If you need a running back, uh, you might get four or five weeks out of him. He was pretty good on the Chiefs. He's always been pretty good. Uh, go pick him up. Another guy who's had a pretty good young career is Samaj P. Ryan, uh, 4% rostered. Um, Mixon's out. P. Ryan's your guy. He's going he's gonna to get a considerable snap count and, and probably some good runs. Uh, they are playing the Packers. Uh, he can catch the ball to the backfield too. So that, that could be a big time play if, uh, if you need it. Um, a guy that's rostered in 20%, you know, so he might not be there in your league, but he's worth mentioning is Jameson Crowder. He had nine targets last week in his first game back. Uh, looks like already Wilson and him have a connection. If you need a Jameson Crowder, player, what team's he on now? Isn't he on Jets. the top Jets? He's on the Jets with Zach, with Zach Wilson. He had nine targets. Yeah, like, give him a shot this week. He's, uh, this is a week if you want if you need a guy who's playing the Falcons. They're not very good defensively. Oh, I, I think so too. If you need a flex play, that could be your guy. Another flex play, Kadarius Tony. Uh, he had seven targets from Danny Dimes last week. I think he had like sixty yards. He's only three percent rostered. Uh, another guy that's only three percent rostered and got a lot of play last week despite uh i thought he'd been retired for 10 years brandon bolden um oh my goodness i thought he was i i can't remember him in the league Brandon Bolden. i was shocked that he now it's because of the james white injury but he got almost as many carries and and snaps as uh, damian harris so there's something about damian harris where belichick doesn't want to make him the bell cow uh bolden was catching passes uh they were competitive and had a lot to do with Brandon Bolden uh, catching catching the ball to the backfield. If you need a guy, give him a look. And then the last guy on here I'm going to tell you about had 21 fantasy points last week. He more than doubled his season production. Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. He's uh, 7%, I knew you were kind of a Randall 7% Cobb. rostered. Um, 
I mean, the the Vontez Scantling injury is why this guy's playing. Um, not ready. I will tell you this: if if I had to pick right now, Jason, I think you'll agree with me between Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb. We've seen Aaron Rodgers and watched him his whole career. He likes Randall Cobb. Oh, he for loves whatever he's reason. In there, and I think he's Aaron Rodgers throws to the guys he likes. That's not even a secret. Um, 100%. Robert Tanyan and, and Randall Cobb will be big parts of the game. Lazard doesn't even get catches, and he's a, like he might be one of the lowest uh, receptions for a number two receiver in the NFL. So there's something about it that either he doesn't get open to Aaron or Aaron doesn't like him, and he's really comfortable with Randall Cobb. I agree with you completely. I think Randall Cobb should be owned in 14-team leagues. And then uh, we, we talked about it earlier. I don't have it written down, but the tight end for the Bengals uh, had amazing game. Ozoma. Ozoma, Ozoma, right. He probably is available in your 12-man league. I'll guarantee you, if you're playing a 12-man, go pick him up right now. Uh, you need him. If you're playing a 14-man, he might be there still. I don't know. I don't know. He just had two touchdowns. So if you have the fab money, you have the waiver wire, uh, go pick him up. All right. We are a little over time here, which is fine. Uh, but... Any parting thoughts for, for the kids, Mike? No, thanks a lot for having me. I don't bring to it what Trey does. You and Trey do such a great job week to week. Trey's phenomenal, and I love his music selection too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think you guys do a tremendous job, and it's so great to see. I know that we got a few of our members of our fantasy football league that listen to it and love it, uh, so we're trying to get it out there. I think I think you guys do a great job and bring some good insight. Trey's a little bit of a homer with the Cowboys, but – I expect that I'm a similar way with the Rams, so I, I, I get it a little bit. Hey, I would be with the G-men if we had anything to be happy about. We we won a game, <laughs> and I wasn't even that happy because I'm like, man, we should have won two more. Um, but anyway, uh, I appreciate I, you having me, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and, and filling those shoes. So for Trey Collis, for Michael Mick, I'm Jason Reed, and uh, we really appreciate you listening to the walkthrough. Tune in next week, and uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs>